This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is sponsored by our good friends at Hedua, the Home Educating Family Association, at Hedua.com. You know, one of the benefits of homeschooling your kids is the opportunity to shield and protect them when they're young. Now, as your child is growing, that's a really good thing. But Kendra and I have noticed a phenomenon among homeschool parents where they continue to shield and protect their children way into adulthood. Now, to address this topic, we have invited our good friends and guests, Hal and Melanie Young, from Making Biblical Family Life Practical, to talk through this with us and to discuss just what it looks like to raise adults instead of raising children. Well, we we just really believe that all of the transitions into adult freedoms and responsibilities should be handled incrementally, step by step, and should begin while they're home, while we can help them when they fail and give them guidance so that by the time they're out on their own, they're prepared, they're ready, they can handle it. And I, I think that relationship is the most important part of your interaction with your adult kids. Raising adults, allowing them to make mistakes while they're in your home, and the most important thing, having a relationship with your grown children. Homeschool parents, we hope you are ready for a great episode where we sit down with the youngs, climb in the back seat, and just listen to seasoned homeschool parents talk about these issues. Stick with us. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. This is Fletch. And I'm Kendra. As veteran homeschooling parents, we discuss topics that tend to divide and distract Christian homeschoolers from each other and the gospel. On the Homeschooling IRL podcast, we promise to be honest, transparent, and witty as we uncover what it means to homeschool in real life. Hey, this is Fletch. And this is Kendra. We want to welcome you to episode 73 of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast, Raising Adults. Hey, Fletch. Happy birthday. What? Well, I know it was last week, but we didn't say it on the podcast, and everybody needs to know it was your birthday. I don't think we need to say that. How old are you? I don't know. (laughs) That's what you don't want me to say. Let's see. Hillary's 37, so I'm 47. Hillary who? My hygienist at my office. That's how I remember how old I am. Oh, oh! do you like that, everyone? His hygienist at his office, not his wife. Not like, oh, you're 45, Ken, so then I remember that I'm 47. No, because it changes throughout the year. <laughs> but like with her, I just know that I'm 10 years older than her, and we've always, that's why I've, and, you know, okay. do you want to know why this happens? Because patients all the time ask me how old I am. Yeah. And for years that's I would weird. think, like, how old am I? And then she'd say, you're, whatever, you're 10 years older than me. And she'd, so she knows how old she is, so that's how I remember how old I am. I find it odd that you would ask your dentist how old are you. Hey, how old are you? I don't know. The conversations get crazy. <laughs> hey, you know, I want to... Uh, let's get off my birthday. Let's talk about some things. We are putting this show together tonight. We interviewed uh, Hal and Melanie Young. Yeah. And it wasn't really an interview. You Folks, listen. You are going to jump in the backseat of the Hal and Melanie Young uh, Fletch and Kendra Mobile. 
and we're having a conversation. You can just hang out in the back seat and listen to us talk about raising adults. Yeah, well, you know what? Hal and Melanie have become some of our favorite people in the homeschool world. Um, they actually live directly across the country from us in North Carolina. And what's interesting, that's what I was leading into, is we're going to see them this week. Yeah. That's why we're recording tonight, because we're heading out to the Outer Banks of North Carolina for the two-to-one blogging conference. Yeah, we're speaking on podcasting for bloggers, which is really fun. It's very fun when we get to speak together and do stuff like this. And then Helen and Melanie will be there, so that's very cool. Yeah, so that's why we're kind of pulling this together tonight. But you know what? If you're going to be in the Outer Banks, come see us. Sure. I don't think there's going to be many people that are there. <laughs> but there are going to be a lot of places you can hear us in the next few weeks. Yeah. You want the yeah, list? That's kind of fun. Yeah, give me the list. So we have, uh, we're going to be on Thursday, October 15th. We're going to be on the Luminous Mind podcast. I love the name of that podcast. Yeah, so she interviewed us a few months ago, and we really just, guess what we talked about, people? The Luminous Mind. No, we talked about hope, hope shifting. shifting. yeah. Same thing we talk about on every episode. <laughs> um, I'm going to be guest hosting the Wired Homeschool, which is John Wilkerson's uh, podcast. Woot, we love John Wilkerson's yeah, podcast. Yeah, he's having surgery, and he wanted me to fill in for him, so I'm recording a really, really good show. Oh, you are? Yeah. I'm. You know what? I was wondering what I was going to talk about, but I want our listeners to go over and listen to what I'm going to say there. Oh, It's okay. a follow-up to our Teens and Social Media show. Oh, very cool. And it's, uh, we'll give you a little sneak peek. It's about the CNN report that uh, Anderson Cooper, do you know who Anderson Cooper is? I do. Blonde. Is it, well, gray. I think Ish. that's grayish. <laughs> okay. He's a really handsome I know, I know. newscaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a, an article, I think it's called Being 13, and I say article, but it was a, a two-year study on what it's like to be a 13-year-old with social media, smartphones. I'm telling you what, this was a great study. I'm going to be talking about that. Well, just to bring a little levity to that, I just sent a meme to um, Abby, our 16-year-old, that was. it said, 13-year-olds be like, you know, you've got to love the grammar, 13-year-olds be like, I need a man who, dot, dot, dot. No, you don't. You need to do your homework. <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, can I enter... Boy, we are rabbit trail central. You know the words you just said? That 13-year-old. You said yes. No, no, I'm going to go down another And social trail. media. You right. said, can I share a minute of what? Levity? Levity. Have you ever heard the word I invented? <laughs> bro, le- bro, I don't know. Brevity. Brevity. Brevity is not a made-up word. Oh, it's a word? Yeah. Brevity oh. means brief. Briefness. So brevity. I mean a brief moment of levity. But that's not a thing, dude. But that's why I'm making it up. Your last name is not Oxford. I'm... It, Tell me, people. You'd love that. You're like, hey, now for a moment of brevity. A brief moment of levity. Okay. Now for some brevity. That's how you'd use it in a sentence. If you were using my word, which feel free, people. If you want to use my word, go for it. Kendra's giving me the double stink eye. I'm just thinking of like, I'm never going to go down that path. Never mind. So back off the rabbits. There's one more place they can hear us. (laughs) Okay. That is on Hal and Melanie's podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) They just interviewed us after we got done talking to them. We switched the microphones, and which we actually didn't, but <laughs> we switched the questions. And we talked with them about leaving a toxic church. Yeah, that was emotional. Yeah, it's a so. Bit of an emotional interview, so. I don't want to soft play that, but you know, if you're one of our listeners and you like what we have to say, we were very real over on their podcast, and they were as well. So head on over and check out their podcast. We'll see. I don't know if we can put it in the notes. I don't, actually don't know when that's coming out, but it's the. Uh, Making Biblical Family Life Practical podcast. It's here on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. They are co-podcasters with us. 
So there are several places you can hear us. Again, The Luminous Mind on October 15th. Uh, one of these next two weeks over at the Wired Homeschool, I'll be talking. And then in one of the next few weeks, we'll be on Hal and Melanie's podcast as well. And if you want to see us in real life, head on out to the Outer Bakes. We'll be in... You know where we're going to be? Kill Devil Hills. Again, what happened there that that's, <laughs> that, that's, that that's how name. it got its name? I mean, Kill we're Devil we're right in between Hills. Kitty Hawk, which yep. again... Kitty Hawk. That's a kind of a bird, you know. It is? Hey, California has rough and a... ready. Rough and ready California. Okay, well, that, uh, Kitty Hawk is a bird? Is that a bird? Yeah. For a fact? Okay. So I'm picturing a hawk that eats small cats. You know, cats. you ask me these questions and then I doubt myself. I'm like, Kitty. No, you're right. You're, typ- I'm like, you're typically right. Kitty Hawk. But I'm Kitty picturing a hawk right. that eats small cats. That's what I thought. And then the other one is Nag's Head. You know where that place is named for. Nag. Yeah. <laughs> That's a guy living some with wife some on the wife. Yeah, like, he's on the corner of the roof. Nag's and- Head. <laughs> I'm sorry, people from Nag's Head, if you're listening, but the people from Kill Devil Hills... Wait, a nag is a horse. Oh, yeah, that's right. Good yeah. point. Well, I like our version better. And and then the Kill Devil Hills... What is... Like, what happened? Like, can you imagine the excitement? Ooh, the devil out there. She's a Where? witch. Out I'm hills. not a witch. I'm your wife. Nice. <laughs> nice. Sorry. Boy, that was a Princess Bride reference. So, did you have anything else for us? Not of um, any real importance. You want to get on with our show? Yes. We're talking about raising adults. We're talking with Hal and Melanie Young. And this one was kind of came on the heels of some conversations we've had about homeschoolers that just are not allowing their kids to grow up. And it's... Yeah, I wouldn't even say. I was gonna. I was gonna say, and it's be, uh, uh, because. But we're gonna talk about that. Yeah. So let's let's go uh, to a commercial, and we'll be right back. So we've been spending a lot of time with Rebecca Kelleher, the publisher of Family Magazine from Hedua, the Home Educating Family Association. And I had a chance to sit down with her again and ask her a little bit more about what goes in to Family Magazine. All right, so I am on the phone again with Rebecca Kelleher, the publisher of Family Magazine. And Rebecca, we've already talked about how you choose content with a team of homeschool moms from around the country who work together to choose what goes into the magazine. But really, Family Magazine gets its name because this is a product that's actually put together and shipped out to its readers by the Kelleher family, right? It is a family business. Um, Our 12-year-old stocks shelves. Our 14-year-old packs packages. And because he's over six foot tall, he can reach all of the top shelves for his mom. Um, Dad is there to, uh, his special skill is putting the trailer on the car and getting us safely everywhere. He drives an immense amount of time. Abigail does our graphic design and she's learning programming right now. Anne Marie is my customer service face. She can deal with any customer at a convention and she's pleasant and kind and knows how to navigate computer systems left and right. And of course, Jenny, our oldest, she does Deer Magazine. So she's kind of come in years ago and learned every division of the company. And so she knows graphic design, she does photography, she does layout, um, and then she writes a lot of articles. So, All right. So you are not kidding when you say this is a family effort. This has got to make for a lot of long days. This is a six-day-a-week about 12-hour average day for all seven of us to manage and run, plus an entire staff. From the photographer, we do all of our own photography. 
we choose every article, we choose every everything you see from Hedgewa is created in the home of the Kellehers. All right, Rebecca, so it seems like you're doing a lot of work to put together a paper magazine that you physically need to package and ship out to your readers. Um, wouldn't it make a lot more sense to just put this into digital form and throw it on the web or you know, release it as something people would read on a tablet? Statistically speaking, print magazine wins over digital every time. Uh, there's this idea that because we have so much information available that people just want to go to the web. But what we have found is moms enjoy that paper copy with a cup of coffee in a favorite chair and not looking at something that's bright and staring back into them. Yeah. So they like that printed, uh, beautifully designed, let me thumb through at my convenience. Plus, you don't drop it in the toilet and destroy a $600 item. <laughs> <laughs> you can use that. <laughs> oh, I'm going to use that, believe me. All right, folks, you've heard it here. Family Magazine, where the content is put together with homeschool moms just like you. This magazine is designed and produced by a homeschool family. It's perfect for you, and the cost is reasonable, even if you end up dropping it in water. That's Family Magazine from Hedgewa.com. Check it out in our show notes below or go directly to Hedgewa.com. That's H-E-D-U-A.com. All right, so we're going to jump right into this conversation with Hal and Melanie Young. Now, this really isn't so much an interview as it is uh, two couples who have adult kids that have been around homeschooling for quite some time. So we want you to just listen in and enjoy this conversation. Uh, okay. We are. We just came off a show on teens and social media that we released this morning. Yep. Okay. And that is kind of is going to come on the heels of that. But we really don't want this to be an interview. We want this to be a conversation that the four of us have. Um, yeah. okay. With the idea that um, we're finding that a lot of our listeners, when they write to us, they'll say something like, hey, we're just diving into homeschooling or we're just scratching the surface or uh, we want to know what the path ahead looks like. And so I like the idea of... And we try not to scare them yeah. too much, you know. <laughs> run away. Run That's away. Good. We have We have problems with people doing that. We have, we have problems with people that, you know, they just want they want to know that you go in prepared. You know, don't don't get your expectations up too high, and they'll, they'll scare folks right off. Well, we want to be the encouraging <laughs> couples that just talk about a tough top or a, a, something we all see. Uh, so yeah. we want to confront that, and then just have the conversation through it. You know, through anecdotes, uh, we have a couple paths. We want to go down based on um, historically. I guess Kendra has heard you guys talk about uh, raising your kids with finances. Oh well, mm-hmm. Melanie, when we were in Dallas, right? Was it Dallas? We were both out, yeah. and you grabbed me yeah. and said, "Oh my gosh, listen!" To- <laughs> it was some some workshop you'd just come off of, and you know somebody was being ridiculous about 
their child was not allowed to have social media till they were 25 or cell phone or something like that, you know. And Well, we nearly got uh, to somebody's house. We were staying in the home of a family, and our 18-year-old innocently asked their 18-year-old if they could connect on Facebook, and the family flipped out. <laughs> totally flipped out. I mean, like, about kicked us out of the house. Well, they acted like, they acted like he had he'd said, hey, let's strip down to our underwear and go frolic in the snow. <laughs> I mean, they were just absolutely just jaw drop open because, you know, the kid and the kids were horrified. It's like, oh, we don't talk about things like that. Oh. You know? I swear. <laughs> and they and she looked me in the eye and said, we will not allow our children to have a cell phone internet access or social media until they're 21. No kidding. All right. What is it about 21 that suddenly makes them able to handle all that That's if they've never they done it before? That's when they can go online drunk, apparently. <laughs> True. <laughs> I swear. Yeah, I'm just thinking, well, you know what? The, right now, our 18-year-old is fully embedded online, taking classes, and maybe more life-changing, applying for college. And you got to go online to apply for a job. And so, how are you going to do no like the first steps of adulthood if you if you're not allowed to look at a computer? Well, what what kills me is that I feel like Satan is laughing his head off because our we people are saying I'm raising warriors for Christ, but their so-called warrior cannot even fulfill the basic functions of an adult. Yeah. Now we just interviewed oh. Thomas Umstadt on courtship in crisis, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yes. <clears throat> He had some very similar we, – we actually held him on the line for a little bit afterwards. And he is seeing exactly what you're seeing, which is um, these young men who – well, first off, in the courtship model are being held – you know, they're dating the fathers, basically. Yes. And then yep. when, that, when that relationship explodes, uh, then they're asked to just depart from everything. But he was saying the same thing. You know, these, these, uh, these homeschool families were – uh, kids weren't able to – it was mostly the social media thing. Um, and I'm yeah. wondering if we can just talk about this openly for homeschoolers who we continue to see operate in fear. <coughs> yes. And, and we are – That is the root of it is parenting out of fear. And we are continually calling our listeners saying, hey, you know what? Um, there's a world out there and it it certainly is scary. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not. I we I just watched a 1-hour episode by Anderson Cooper on CNN called Being 13, which was about the uh, social media impact on 8th graders and it is ridiculous. And it is yeah. if I was in the I guess if I was in the public school system and I didn't know my children, I'd be scared to death because it's everything from uh, sexting to and the cyberbullying it's not you know what i initially thought it's it's like the same thing we saw in 8th grade excluding people but they're doing it um online and it's just devastating these kids and so all of that is and in my mind yeah. tonight as i think yeah. we we are we i don't want these homeschool listeners to to listen to that and go okay that's it <laughs> we we don't even yeah. have internet in our house well, and that's what somebody responded today. I posted something. Um, I posted something about a child getting in trouble online and how you deal with it. And someone's response was, "Well, well, then you've got no business. 
people have no business having internet in their house. Well, good luck with that. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. You might as well say don't have don't have doors and windows and telephones. Yeah. Well, if you don't want windows, then you buy a Mac, right? Uh, oh. Yeah. Why? Uh, we're already recording all this, just so you know. So, sure. Why don't you just oh. quickly give us a rundown on your family and where you guys are, uh, family and kids wise, right now? Okay, we have a total of eight kids. We have six boys, one after another, and then we had two girls. Wow, we retooled the factory. And um, our six boys, our, our oldest is 25, almost 26, and our youngest son is 13. So all the boys are teenagers and up. Then we've got two little girls after that. Mm-hmm. Three of our boys have graduated from our homeschool. One is in college. Two are college graduates now working in the real world. And, and is, we have, is everybody at home? Um, well... No. Okay. One is away at college. Two are home this week, but they are, that's because they're trying to find an apartment. And because previous, they've moved from other places and they're in the process of finding an apartment. So they, they are in our house, but they're not living home, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Can I ask you just some basic questions? And that is, um, when it comes to, we've already talked about computers and internet. We have that in the house. Um, yeah. Now that your boys are getting older and some have launched, um, did you? We I think we talked about this before. Did you put anything? What were the guardrails that you put up for your boys? Uh, let's just talk about internet, social media, quickly. Well, basically, anybody under thirteen ha- does not have internet access on their own. They have to be next to someone who has internet access who's willing to take responsibility for them. Um, anybody older than that can have access on their own, but we have, we have covenant eyes installed in on every device in the home, tablets, phones, laptops, everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with various degrees of sensitivity, it's more sensitive for the younger kids. The kids are older. I mean, they're adults. They can do what they want to, but they've asked us to remain their accountability until they're married. Okay. So um, I think that kids, and we tend to get our kids on social media when they're around 15. Just because they need to to learn how to use it responsibly. And and here's the, I won't say it's a downside, but it's just a reality. When we're homeschooling our kids and we've got them in a protected and a safe environment, they do grow up with a level of innocence. And they will post post things in all innocence, and there's nothing wrong with it, except sometimes it can be misunderstood or misinterpreted and they haven't a clue you know that they don't they don't understand that, that hey if you're sitting on a picnic table surrounded by long neck bottles of pepsi if you can't see the label somebody might think there's a long neck bottles of miller yeah <laughs> and they yeah. say hey that's not a real good image to put on really no honestly this is why so Especially you have to when ex- you're applying for scholarships yeah, yeah so you have to explain these yeah. kind of things while they're still at home and they're you know you can they can take extra instruction. Well, we, we just really believe that all of the transitions into adult freedoms and responsibilities should be handled incrementally, step by step, and should mm-hmm. begin while they're home, while we can help them when they fail and give them guidance so that by the time they're out on their own, they're prepared, they're ready, they can handle it. Right. All right. So both Kendra and I are chomping at the bit to jump in here. Go ahead. I'll let you well, go. Well, <laughs> Melanie said something that I wanted to to just maybe shine a light on. And it's that you said your older children have asked you to keep that accountability for them until they're married. And my initial thought is immediately, 
That doesn't happen unless you've really forged a loving relationship where there is transparency and trust. And so I just wanted to say that, you know, that this this is a household that has to have some sort of relationship going on with your kids. I mean, do you really think that that is uh, part of all of this? More relationship, maybe less rules? I think that is the crux of the matter. I think that relationship is is the, the key because, you know, if you try to control your kids up into their adult years, they're either going to become passive or they're going to try to shake you off. But if you recognize their adulthood and you give and you and you respect that, in our experience, they're much more likely to listen to you. You know, because they they recognize that that they don't have to take a stand. I'm going to do what I want. That's just it. They they feel like okay, my parents leave me to make the decision, so it's just wise for me to gather as much information and counsel as I can take, and then I can make a better decision. Rather than feeling like I got to pull away from my parents, I got to push back against what they say, or else I'm just being a little kid again. Because you know, our friends that try to control their kids, the kids are constantly pushing back. They're adult kids, okay? Our adult kids will like call home from college and say, "Hey, mom, I've got a situation at school. I want to know what to do." And I'll say, "I'm not going to tell you what to do. You're an adult. Tell you what situation is. I'll pray for you." And they'll say, "I know that, but look, I think you're really smart. I think you're really wise. I want to hear what you would do." Well, ka-ching, parenting them, because when they ask for my opinion, then they're free to take it. And I, I think that relationship is the most important part of your interaction with your adult kids. I think that is, uh, these are the golden comments that our listeners need to hear, especially those that are so quick to buy in to the baloney that you need more rules and more structure and more, you know, higher fences rather than building these deep relationships. Hey, this is John Wilkerson from The Wired Homeschool over at thewiredhomeschool.com. You're listening to Fletch and Kendra on homeschooling in real life. That's what we want as parents. We want the Lord to just make them do right. Mm. You know, what you say about relationship gives me incredible hope for Nate because you know, we were talking to another friend who's got a child who we would term a prodigal because she's definitely walked away from the Lord. But she has a fantastic relationship with her parents, and I cannot believe that she'll be prodigal from the Lord long. Because yeah, well. that's that loving relationship with your parents draws them, you know? Yeah, well, that's just it. That they they have very carefully maintained the open door, that, you know, that the daughter knows what they believe, and they know where the boundaries are, and say, you know, mom doesn't approve of this, dad would say this is a bad idea, Um, I gotta be me and all that, but they love me anyway, and I can always go back to them, and they don't shut their hearts and their doors to me, and, yeah, I mean, I think that's the key to it because we can't save our children. We can't save our we kids. Can, we can share the gospel with them. We can love them. Only God will save them. And that's between them and the Lord. And, you know, our goal is we want our kids to be without excuse. And we want ourselves to be without regrets. So we're going to do everything that we can do, but then trust trust that God and his Holy Spirit 
are going to work on those kids a whole lot more effectively than we could ever scold them ourselves. Putting out the truth. Yeah. Now, listeners, I'm I'm hoping you're hearing this because this is this is the kind of thing that I needed to hear ten years ago in my parenting because my guardrails, my my guardrails, my fences were so high, and Kendra and I were working so hard to create. We were trying to be the best Holy Spirit we could be in our kids' lives, <laughs> and we're horrible at it. I want to transition to finances with you guys for a second. Sure. Um, what have you done in regards to that, that question right there? Uh, credit cards, bank accounts, um, the real world for your homeschooled kids. Um, again, we're hearing stories of people who say our kids, especially girls, uh, they don't need to understand the bank accounting credit card, anything like that until uh, they, oh dear. Yeah, until they that get married, it. until they get married, then their husband can take care of it. I mean, that's the homeschool oh, community we're into. So, so why don't you guys go ahead and let us know what you, what you have been doing with your kids over the years. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, the first thing on that, on that last comment you made there, John Adams was the ambassador to the court of the Netherlands during the, during the revolutionary war. And he wrote back, one of the things that impressed him the most about the Dutch people was that all of their girls learned bookkeeping. Because the idea was, hey, you're going to grow up and get married, and your husband's going to be a small businessman, or he's going to be a farmer. Somebody's got to keep the books. Dear, that's going to be you. I think that's a much balanced, more balanced attitude than the ones that Fletch were telling us about. Because Mm -hmm. the likelihood is that at some point, that mom's going to have to do the accounting for the family. And I think that's just incredibly short-sighted we kind of take our cue from what my parents did my parents by 13 i was balancing our family and business checking accounts and they got me a checking account of my own and um my parents were totally transparent about our, our business how much money it made what the family finances were so that by the time i got to college at, at 18 i had been well i went to boarding school at 16 by the time i went to boarding school I've been managing my own finances for three years and had no problems. Okay, so I don't mean to be uh, the devil's advocate. Yes, I do. Fletch is the breaker. Come on, your parents revealed their finances to you? Yes, they did. That's a hidden thing that parents aren't supposed to talk to their kids about. No, look, when I was when I was a child, my parent. Of course, I was in schools too, and my parents didn't want you know me comparing. My daddy makes more money than your daddy. So to this day, I don't know what my father earned. And when I, when I get a magazine, when I was a child and a subscription card would fall out and they'd ask what the household income was, I, I, I was horrified. I felt like you're asking what kind of underwear my daddy wears or something, you know, that's just, it's indecent <laughs> to talk about money. Well, you know, that's not a good, that's not a good approach. We, we do the early checking account, although to be honest, people don't use checks like they used to. So ours use more debit cards than checks, you right. know? Yes. Um, yeah. And, um, but we, then, then this is a this is a little different from what you're doing, brother. We um, we we decide when our young person gets his his driver's license, we give him a credit card on one of our accounts, and we give him this loaded instruction: "Son, this is to buy gas for the car, or if I send you to run errands, you can pay for the groceries or whatever with this card." And drum roll, please. If you have some money at home but don't happen to have it on you. You can buy things for yourself, and we'll settle up at the end of the month. And that's usually good for about two or three months. Yeah, cue the ominous music. And, and, because... then, and then when the day of reckoning <laughs> when the day of reckoning comes, 
and they find out that, oh, they managed to drink $150 worth of coffee at the local Christian coffee house, <laughs> and then suddenly we have a life lesson on our hands. And just like you found at the $300 level, you know, 150 it stings for a few months, and they go, and from that point on, they don't borrow, they don't borrow money to buy a pack of gum. Yeah, it may, you know, we want our kids to fail while the failures are small. Yeah. You know, and to learn these lessons while the lessons don't hurt so badly. That, you know, we actually had one young man who racked up, I think it was $156. Something like that, yeah. Um, one month and very painfully paid it off. It made him hate debt so much that he just finished working his way through college and he graduated in May on time, completely debt free. No That's consumer awesome. debt. No school debt, no debt whatsoever. So, in fact, I'd heard this story about you guys. And after having had these first two sons that we said, hey, this is a bad idea. Um, unfortunately, I think our oldest is probably going to learn the debt issue out as an adult. <laughs> because uh, cause we didn't he, allow him to well, be. Well, he, I he's also willing. the personality that has to learn by yeah, he, doing he things on his own. So. Since he was two <laughs> and he burned his Bless finger his on the coffee <laughs> right. pad because he was dying to know what was on the counter. Um, yeah. You know, since then we've seen that. But our third son just went to Europe and I said, how did the youngs get credit cards for their boys? And in fact, I went ahead and got a credit card on my account for him. And mm-hmm. now I found that it's completely helpful. I mean, the thing you just it said, really like, is. we were out to dinner the other night, and I couldn't find my wallet. And I said, <laughs> I can't pay for dinner. And I said, Jack, do you have that credit card? <laughs> and he said, yeah. yeah. I said, all right, you pay for dinner. <laughs> I said, I'll... Uh, well, now, yeah. well, well, here, let me, let me tie something in with that. This is another thing in a relationship issue. Um, one of the things we do for accountability, internet security, whatever, is we just have a standard that... All passwords are funneled into our family database. Okay, and so, son, you get an account on Amazon or eBay or Newegg or whatever your thing is. Now, let's make it clear: while they're teens, before they before they leave home, before they go to college. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about our teenagers. Okay, okay. So, okay, we have one one database for all the passwords. But you know what? We found that so helpful because they'll call back. You know, they'll call back from a vacation trip, or they're off on some jaunt, and they'll say, "Hey." I need I need you to transfer a hundred dollars into my bank account, or hey, my brother's a little bit short. Would you would you send him some money so he can pay off whatever it is he's doing? Because our our older kids, our adult kids, uh-huh. have now con- continue to update me with their account passwords and stuff because they like the freedom of us being able to move around money for them, like when they're overseas and stuff. Exactly. And yeah, great. You know, it, once you build that trust and you in uh, the whole family. You know, they have access to our stuff, too. Once you build that trust in the family, it has a lot of benefits. Well, we had just told the girls this, uh, or we just talked to the kids about this in our social media episode, that, uh, you know, they have the freedom to search our phones, you know, just like we do with theirs. I'm like, if you guys, if you want to search my phone, go for it. And we and the girls were like, we don't want to see what you and mom are texting one another. <laughs> we really don't, because we had a... A bad situation where we had texted a no, we Snapchatted a, a picture of us, of us kissing to them, and uh, from down the hallway we could hear groans, like oh, yeah. and so yeah, we were we were enjoying that. I think my favorite thing you guys have said tonight, and it's something that we wholeheartedly were we are shoulder to shoulder with you, and that's the idea of letting our kids fail when the failures are small. 
and mm-hmm. the costs are small. Um, and I think that's what a lot of time these listeners, they don't want their kids to fail at all. They want this world where, hey, they're never going to see anything on the internet, so we're going to put – and I, I understand putting the guardrails up, but th- – we're just not going to let our kids do anything. We're not ever going to let our kids near money because we don't want them to fail. We're not ever going to let them have a relationship um, because they're not going to fail. We just don't want them to fail. We don't, whatever it is. And I think that's the high point for our listeners tonight that um, when you have these relationships, it's, and you see your kids stumble, you're kind of right there to, Hey, let's dust off and keep walking this path together. Um, because when you have that. a great relationship, when you have a great relationship with your kids, they're constantly consulting you. You're constantly interacting with them, giving them guidance, giving them advice, and trusting them to follow the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I just, I don't think you can substitute with adult kids rules for relationships. I don't think it works. Awesome. Uh, hurlers, we hope you have enjoyed uh, what I think we're going to call on this show. Uh, sitting in the back seat <laughs> while some seasoned <laughs> homeschoolers are in the front seat talking and just talking about life and living it out. We love talking to the Youngs. In fact, we're going to see them this weekend out in North Carolina because we're traveling to the East Coast for a blogging conference. Uh, but we want to thank you for taking the time to uh, get on the phone with us just to talk about raising adults. Um, thanks so much for being open and honest and transparent with us. It's been a pleasure, and we really appreciate the invitation, and uh, maybe you can do us a favor and be on our podcast sometime. We'd love to. Kenj, anything last? No, we just so appreciate you guys and your honesty and um, just consistently pointing people back to Jesus. Yeah, that's really the essence, and the one thing I wanted to say about this raising kids, Cal and I were studying this when we were raising, when we were talking about the transition to adulthood. You know, when, the, when John the Baptist saw the Lord coming, He said, he must increase and I must decrease. And when we see the Lord coming into the lives of our young children and young adults, you know, we need to let the Lord's control increase. We need to step back because the Holy Spirit can guide our children just as reliably as he can guide us and a whole lot more effectively. Hey, Hurlers, we hope you liked this conversation with Hal and Melanie Young, but we are not done talking to them. So if you're a subscriber to the Homeschooling in Real Life website, head on over, hit the subscriber button, and it will unlock the rest of the conversation that we not only had with Hal and Melanie, but also Thomas Umstadt Jr. and Rebecca Kelleher, the uh, owner of Hedua and the publisher of Family Magazine, where we continued this discussion about raising adults. Now, if you are not a subscriber, here's what you need to do. Head on over to homeschoolingirl.com and subscribe to our website. Uh, This is a free podcast, but when you're a subscriber, not only will you get all episode announcements, but you'll get exclusive content, like what we're going to add to this episode tonight. You'll get coupon codes, and most importantly, you will be the first to know of any information, announcements, or special offers that we have here on Homeschooling IRL. So become a hurler, head on over, and subscribe at our website.
Hey, Hurlers, we love putting together this podcast for you, and we remind you often, but there's one thing that you could do for us, and that's to head on over to iTunes and leave a review for us. Heck, leave a five-star review for us. And while you're there, subscribe to our podcast in iTunes. It's very easy. You hit subscribe, and then voila, all of the podcasts will come directly to your podcatcher. It's that easy. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review. We hope you loved this episode. And if you want to reach out to us, you can get us on Facebook at facebook.com slash homeschoolingirl. You can tweet to us at homeschoolirl. Or if you would like to email us, you can email us info at homeschoolingirl.com. And don't forget, we release episodes every Monday morning at 8 a.m. We will see you next week. The Homeschooling IRL podcast is a part of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Every show is written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information on this podcast or to contact your hosts, please visit us on our website and blog at homeschoolingirl.com.